Positive Aging with Patricia Raskin is the podcast that provides empowerment, inspiration, and education for older adults to thrive in their golden years. It's produced by Rhode Island PBS and made possible through the generous support from South Coast Health, Cochlear, Greenwood Credit Union, Bama Companies, and Balancing Life's Issues. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Positive Aging. I'm Patricia Raskin. While ageism remains a significant issue in our society, the business community is beginning to take notice of the active aging market. Today, we're talking about breaking the myths and stereotypes associated with aging and how to identify and expand opportunities with active aging consumers. My guest is Jeff Weiss, president and CEO of Age of Majority, a research-driven marketing consultancy that he launched in October of 2017. He's the last of the baby boomers with over 30 years of marketing experience on both the client and agency sides of the business. Over the years, Jeff has witnessed the dramatic changes of the aging population. In his experience of working for and with major brands, including Pepsi, Gillette, Dannon, KitchenAid, and Unilever, he understands why corporations are missing the boat on the over 55 crowd, and he knows what's necessary to take advantages of this largest and fastest growing segment in business. Welcome, Jeff. Patricia, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. All right. So first of all, you, I think you coined this phrase, active agers. So what is the active aging consumer? Well, I don't know if we coined it, but it's it's what do we use to describe um, a group of older adults. And for us, the definition is adults 55 and older who are mentally, physically, socially, and digitally active. It doesn't mean that they don't necessarily have challenges in one or more of those areas, but they want to overcome those challenges to be, live their best, longest, healthiest, and happiest lives. Um, and based on the research we've done, there are about three quarters of all adults 55 and older. The other 25% percent, um, uh, sorry, the other 25% are, we refer to them as traditionalists. And these would be much more stereotypical from what society would, would think of or call a senior citizen. Um, mm -hmm. But we're really talking about those 75% who are much more um, active and really want to get the most out of life. So you're saying that 75% of the older adult market are this active aging market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boy, and, and that's not what we're hearing, Jeff. We're not hearing it on the news. We're not hearing it in commercials. We're not hearing it. That's just because of the age of stereotypes that that we hear. And keep in mind, this is a group of, of people. I, I, I use the word consumers because I'm, I'm kind of in the marketing business, but a group of people that has never really existed before. If I think about my parents, my grandparents, for sure, they were not they wouldn't fit in as as active agers the way we have, are now. So, so people 55 and older are much more um, involved in the community, much more physically active, uh, mentally active, digitally, social, all that stuff. And, you know, before it used to be kind of you grew up, you know, you got an education and right. then you graduated, you got married, you, you know, you, you worked, you had a family, you had a house, and then and you retired, retired. <laughs> kind of waited to die. You know, I hate to say it, but that's the way it was and very, very, very different now. Yes. How do you measure these results when you say that 75% of older adults are active agers and 25% are not? How'd you come up with that? We Well, we basically went out to the uh, U.S. population, this is a few years ago, um, of adults 55 and older and asked questions about how active are you physically, you know, socially, those, those areas, and found that 
you know, based on minimum levels that, you know, three quarters of all older adults are, are active agers. Mm. What are some of the words that we stay away from? Like senior citizens? Oh, geez. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we, firstly, we do not recommend using names or labels um, to describe kind of older adults or, or any age group for that matter. You know, I'm, I'm the youngest of, of the boomers. I was born in 64. My son is the youngest of the millennials. He's 25. Uh, you don't want to call him a millennial because it just conjures up all these, you know, things that society says a millennial is some good, some bad. And, and same with older adults. So, so, you know, we use the term active aging just for or activated just for our clients, they know who we're talking about, but we don't recommend in most cases using any labels or terms. But again, we, we've done some research on this and that, you know, seniors are senior citizens. Some people are fine with it. Some people hate it. Same with, with boomers. Some people are fine with it. Some people hate it. But then you get into things like, you know, golden agers, mature adults, um, silver foxes, gray, you know, using the word, the term gray, people do not want that. And, um, you know, so so a couple of things. Uh, you know, one of the one of the great quotes I heard is that I don't care what you call me, just call me, and we'll talk more about that because <laughs> they're being, you know, older adults are largely being ignored. And you know, marketing one hundred and one is you want to you want to appeal to people based on their their needs, their functional needs, their emotional needs, and not on their age. You know, the kiss of death is to say, hey, this product is for you because you're old. And that just doesn't cut because people do not want to be reminded right. or notified that someone else thinks they're old. It's just that's human nature. I do have to say though, Jeff, there is one phrase I do like that I use. <laughs> I like golden years. I I happen to like that. Well, that's you're pausing. Good. You're pausing. That's no, that's good. And like I said, some people are fine with it. You know, I, I look at everything kind of under the lens of older adults and active agers. And you know, it's, it's like, I, you know, the term aging in place, I do not like that term because yes. it's got negative connotations and golden years. Yeah. There's, there's positive connotations, but again, golden years is always, I think always are mostly associated with people because they're older. And it's just, again, people, they, they, you know, they don't want to be told that they're old, older or reminded that they're older. They, that's not the way they feel. This podcast is made possible in part by South Coast Health a not-for-profit community-based health system that provides a clinical and caring experience to every life we touch in southeastern Massachusetts and Rhode Island. To learn more, visit southcoast.org. So what do active agers bring to the table in terms of physicality, um, spending ability, social skills, they bring a lot to the table from a pure economics point of view. And there's, there's different numbers you're talking about U S global, you know, the, the numbers I think in the U S is, you know, account for, you know, almost $3 trillion a year in spending. Um, and again, based on, on, you know, numbers that are out there based on consumer, there's a, an annual report that's done by the U S government. Um, and it's a consumer um, spending uh, index and it's a survey. And it looks at all dollars spent on all different um, uh, items from a consumer spending lens and um, active agers, adults 55 and older, um, account for over 40% of all consumer spending, over 40%. Um, so too, and, and in addition to that is that older adults are also influencing spending of other people, particularly their children. 
So, you know, here at all, I see with, with, with my son, I've got one boy, I see with our friends and like, you know, their kids are coming to them for advice on what to spend, how to spend their money. Um, so it's huge. And then, you know, in terms of, of, of social and physical, and we'll get a bit more into this, we talk about some of the myths. It's like, it's not like we're, we're kind of in our rocking chair in our living room watching the world go by. We are active and bringing things to the table in all different aspects of life. And from, from yeah, I don't like to talk about politics, but politics, you know, religion, workforce, uh, pop culture, everything. Um, so, you know, we're definitely out there and, and, and active. And if that's the case, then why many times are marketers kind of underinvest, you know, under really investing in this fastest growing segment? Yeah, that is the big question. And one that before we launched, it was like, we need to understand that because, you know, the data has been there. It's not like this is new stuff that just came a couple of years ago. You know, the spending power of older adults have been there. And, I, you know, I talked about 55 plus accounting for over 40% of all spending. If you go to 50 plus, it's over half of all spending. So, that, you know, the numbers have been there. But, you know, we did some research with um, with the marketing world, the business world before we launched. And we found that there were three main reasons why businesses and marketers are ignoring older adults. The first one is, you know, show me the money. Marketers should know better. Marketers should know who their target audience is, and they should know who is spending the money. And we did some really interesting research uh, before we launched. We asked marketers across the country in all different industries, different ages of, of marketers, and we said, what percentage of all consumer spending do you think is split between those 35 and under, those, you know, 35 to 49 and those uh, 30, sorry, um, 35 to 54 and 55 plus. Um, I think you already know the answer, so I'm not going to ask you, but the marketers, the marketing community believed that almost 40%, they said 39% of all consumers is accounted for by, at the time it was millennials. So those under 35, do you know what the actual number is, Patricia? Much, much less. 18%, right? Wow. So- this first reason is that marketers who should know better think that younger adults are spending a lot more money than they do. They just don't have the money. But, you know, you go out for dinner and they're they're buying dinner. You go to bars, they're buying bars, you know, they're buying some clothing, but they're, they're not spending money on a lot of other things and they're not spending the bigger dollars on things as well. So the first reason is that marketers just don't understand where the money is. Secondly, is that Ageism creeps. Now, is, 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 if you think about two industries where you see ageism in the workforce most, it's technology and it's in the marketing world. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? If you're over 40 in the marketing world, you feel like a dinosaur. If you're over 50, I think there's there's six or seven percent of all marketers are 50 and older. Wow. So you've got you've got these young marketers. I love them. I've got some working for me. I, I know I know a lot of them, um, but they only want to market to people like them. I'm saying in general, and they only want to market to people who are hip and cool. Their grandparents aren't hip and cool. So why would I want to market to them? And I only want to do cool stuff and like digital. It's all digital. And I'm sorry, but older people don't know how to use digital or technology at all. So I don't even but, want to. But that's a myth, too, because a lot of older people do know. And we'll talk Absolutely. about the myth. Absolutely. But, but look, this is fascinating. So what's the third Absolutely. reason? Um. Well, before I get to the third reason, um, uh, just to follow up on that other one, I have conversations with people and I go through the numbers, I go through my myths and they're shaking their head. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And say, so, okay, so are you ready to move forward with us? And they don't. And I call it FOMO. 
And you'd probably think FOMO is fear of missing out, but in, for, for us, it's fear of marketing older. You know, people are people are more afraid of getting older than they are of dying. I think I'm not a psychology person, but that's <laughs> that's what it is. So from a marketer, it's like it's like I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want to find out if there's something wrong with me. Marketers don't even want to think about marketing to old people because it makes them think of getting older themselves and they don't want to touch that. Mm-hmm. Right. So and, and um, yet and yet, Jeff, the statistics are showing that 75% of older adults really have your greatest spending power. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just that. So the third reason ties into that. And that is really the the stereotypical myths, stigmas, um, perceptions that are out there in society of what of what older people like. And, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, which is great, but that rarely includes age in the equation. Um, so it's this, you know, societal myths and, and it, it does vary by by culture and, co- and country. In some cases where, you know, older people are, are, are revered, less so in our society. And there's so many myths and stereotypes that is difficult for people to get past those um, and therefore difficult to market to them, either, either at all or in the right way. This podcast is made possible in part by Cochlear, the global leader in implantable hearing solutions, helping people of all ages to hear and connect with life's opportunities. To learn more, Visit www.cochlear.us slash aging. What is it um, that you think that marketers need to do? And also, you brought this to the table. I mean, you came up with this idea. So how did you come up with this idea? And what is it that you help marketers to do? Hmm. So two questions there. So let me let me start with your second one first. So um, we just saw, if I go way back to 30 years ago when I was doing my MBA and I needed kind of a research paper and funny enough, um, and I've got to find it. I think I still have it somewhere. The topic was the opportunity to market to seniors. That was the, that was the, the title of my, my mm, paper. So I, guess I, always, I always had this and I, I said the data was there. And then, you know, I was running a different business and it was like, what other, you know, what other uh, business or value can we bring to, to you know, brands and companies in, in, in the business world? And, you know, we talk to our clients and, and different people. It's like, yeah, something about, you know, older people, you know, they're, they're getting, everyone's getting older and there's an opportunity and no one's talking about it. So it really came from that. And then we spent a lot of time kind of narrowing in what we wanted our, our focus to be. Um, so that's kind of how we, we came up with the idea. Um, and then in terms of, of, I think your your first question was, you know, what what marketers and businesses should be doing to market them. Well, and what are they doing? What are they? Well, it, it depends. Most of them are doing nothing um, because they're ignoring them. Or, you know, there there are there are obviously companies and brands out there that clearly know that their their target audience are older adults, right? Everything from, you know, uh, retirement communities, you know, senior living residences to you know incontinence products to eyeglasses. Um, travel, travel, right? So they get that. So, you know, even the the companies and brands that understand who, you know, who their customers are, a lot of times the marketing that they are doing is just stereotypical. It's not realistic. It's not aspirational. And again, it gets back to things like, you know, what images are they using? The imagery of older active adults is so limited and so poor that you see these photos that are totally, you know, they're, they're, they're staged and posed. There's, there's one guy 
um, who it's my quest to actually meet him because he's a good looking older guy, gray hair, and he must have about eight different wives. And he's like involved in every aspect of life because I see him on a wide variety of material. Um, so, you know, the imagery they use is bad. The, the, the wording they use is bad. The language, they'll use words like seniors. Um, so a lot of it stems from they're not even talking to older active adults when they're developing their products or when they're developing their marketing efforts. And like, again, if I'm marketing a product, I want to understand kind of who it is I'm marketing to, what are their wants, what are their needs, what are their desires? And then I develop my product, I develop all my marketing messages, all my marketing, you know, my material um, to support that. And we get so many calls from, from, from companies and it's like, oh yeah, we, you know, we developed this thing because my, my mother, my grandmother, or someone, you know, there was an issue. So I developed this product and it was great for their, their one, you know, grandparent or mother or father, but they didn't go out and talk to other people who are potential customers. And it's like, it, it's clear as day, you know, and they spend all this money building this thing. And then they spend all this money advertising a lot of times on Facebook and no one buys it. And they come to us and said, well, we need help. And it's like, you should have come to us a while ago because you didn't do, you know, that initial, you know, learning. Do you think it's changing, Jeff? I mean, are you seeing movement? Where do you see the future here in terms of marketing to the active agers who are spending 75% of the dollars? Um, that's a good question. We, we, I, think, I think we're kind of at a bit of a tipping point. I, I think society in general, is going to take a while before ageism kind of, you know, we get rid of a bunch of that stuff, but we're starting to see kind of a movement um, in brands and and starting to see kind of in some more mainstream brands, but I think that's going to be the next thing. So, you know, for example, brands like, you know, big brands like like Nike, for example, mm. who, you know, I've seen one or two ads where they included older, older adults, which is great. But in the most part, they think, oh, you know what, let's show someone who's younger and active. And 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 so someone older can aspire to be like them. And, and that's just not the case. So um, I, I think firstly, we're going to see um, uh, just some some changes in society as this becomes a bigger a bigger um, a platform. We're seeing a lot more advocacy, um, but also we're just starting to see as as individuals get older in the business world and they're getting close to that kind of fifty year old or fifty five. It's like, hey, wait a second, it's not going to be that long before I'm like them. And it, you know, so I think we're we're going to start to see people thinking ahead and understanding this is a different group of people like we've never seen before. Let's talk about some myths. You have 12 of them. You call them the dirty dozen. Let's talk about one of these myths. One foot in the grave. And you say the reality is that consumers are happiest between the ages of 65 and 79. And that active agers have the time and the money and the desire to fully explore their strong sense of adventure. Yes, yes. So again, I'm not a a psychologist. I didn't even take Psych 101. But there's something called the U-curve of happiness. Have you ever heard of this, Patricia? I haven't. Okay, it's it's and there's been a bunch of studies done. Um, it's it's and it's it's fascinating because it's basically it basically maps happiness levels in society by different ages, and it's a U curve because people are happiest when they're really young, right? When you're when you're a kid, you're a naive, you don't you don't know any better, you know, you've got things to worry about, but they're not you know life threatening or anything, right? And you're just enjoying life, and you know you're going on as you get older your happiness level declines. And I'm sorry to say for any younger listeners on the show, people are least happy when they're 48 years old. 
That is the bottom of the U-curve of happiness. But think about it. And, and this is in general, obviously, because we know people who are happy or unhappy at different ages. But this is just in general from global research that's been done. When you're 48, you know, typically, you know, you're, you're married, you have a family, you know, you've got a house, you probably have mortgage payments, you got a job, there's a lot of stress there. You might be a caregiver, your parents or grandparents are getting older. There is a lot of stress there. And that's where people are at the lowest point in terms of happiness. As you turn that corner 49 and 50, your level of happiness increases. So, and what they've shown is that people are happiest between the ages of, of at least at 64, 65 to 79. Um, and you think about it because, and again, in general, it's like, I've got less things to worry about. Stuff that I used to worry about in the past, mm-hmm. I don't really care about as much anymore or care about it all. I care less about what people think right? It's like, oh, I don't care if this person doesn't think I'm nice or whatever. And then what I'm also hearing is that people are saying yes to more things. It's like, yes, I want to try this because I haven't tried before. And they're also being more comfortable saying no. You know what? I really don't need to do that. I don't need to talk to this person. I don't need to do this or that. So it's, you know, but the the, the belief in society is, you know, oh yeah, as you get old, it's just depressing. You're just waiting to die. And that just isn't true. Right. And that goes into this other myth. Again, there are 12, but we're just picking a couple. And that goes into this myth of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Active agers are stuck in their ways and they don't want to try new things and are loyal to brands and have no desire to switch. That is the myth. The reality is over half of active aging consumers welcome the opportunity to try new products, services, or experiences and are open to switching brands. Yes. And I hear this all the time, again, particularly for marketers. And these are some of the, the, the I guess, excuses that they give me or beliefs that this is why I shouldn't market to older adults. So it's like, oh, yeah, once you're old, you're stuck in your ways you know, you're never going to change your toothpaste or you're never going to, you know, change your your bank um, or you're not going to try new things. And the reality is, I don't care what age you, age you are, some people are loyal to certain things. They have products or services that they love and they're loyal to them. Um, you know, it's also this belief that I'll, I'll get someone when they're younger and they'll be a customer for life with me. I think that's crazy because younger people are, are more fickle now than ever before. But getting back to active agers, it's like people want to try, try new things. So if it's new products, tell me why I should try this. And the price is still important. So it has to be a good price deal. But why is this going to make my life better or easier? And then, you know, you look at activities. I look at um, uh, my own personal experience. When I turned 55 a few years ago, my wife and son got me a, a skydiving um, adventure. Um, which was the coolest. I always wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it when I was younger for different reasons. And now as older, it's like, yeah, I want to try it, which was amazing. And then you look at something like pickleball. I assume you know what pickleball is, Patricia? Yes, I do. It is the fastest growing activity in the U.S. And it started out as, you know, kind of a, a game for, for older people. Right. And um, there's a bunch of reasons I, I don't I won't get into, but it is great for older adults. Um, it's very social. You don't have to be that physically active or agile to play. Um, and it's easy to play. You can play anywhere. It's inexpensive. So it just took off. And then what happened is that younger people started seeing all these older people having fun. It's like, wait, I'm missing out. So mm-hmm. now, you know, there was an article in Vanity Fair a few months ago, like Leonardo DiCaprio has a court, you know, pickleball court in his house, the Kardashians, everyone is playing and it is the fastest growing activity. And then you get out, you know, communities in like, you know, Naples, Florida, they've taken a whole community area and just converted it to pickleball courts. 
This podcast is made possible in part by Greenwood Credit Union, which offers locally based full service banking where our focus is on you. To learn more, visit greenwoodcu.org. Let's do one more myth before we have to close. What's a Bluetooth? Active agers are technologically adverse and challenged. That's the myth. The reality, 55 plus are among the leading adopters and drivers of many technical devices and services. So this, again, we hear it all the time. And it's like, oh, and I mentioned it before. It's like, oh, no, older people, they're not, you know, they're not digitally active. They're not online. And we've done so much research in this area. And I won't, I won't inundate you with all the facts, but the vast majority, uh, at least, you know, 90% or approximately 90% are using mobile phones, cell phones. And they are using apps. They are using it to, to um, order things online. They're using it to communicate to their friends. They're using it to get information. They're using it for everything. And they're using phones. They're using tablets. They're using computers. They're using um, uh, wearable devices more and more. Um, so this belief that, oh, yeah, it's somehow, you know, it's, it's that, oh, you turn 40, 55, and all of a sudden, you know, this technology that a lot of us have grown up with just disappears. <laughs> it's just not true. We're using it more and more. And as people become more comfortable with it, it's just, you know, increase the going. And the final thing, Patricia, is that COVID really um, uh, helped, if that's the, the best word, in terms of or increase the use of technology because people were forced to, to use technology to communicate. You have a group of active agers, a community. It's a new community called Revolution 55. We have a couple minutes left. So just talk a little bit about that. So thank you. This is a community we started a couple of years ago. Um, it's an online community, uh, www.revolution55.com. Um, we'd love to have, have you join us. And it's a community. We're not selling you anything, at least not right now. And it's a platform for active agers to give their advice on a wide variety of things. And that's primarily why they join. They like to hear what other people like them think. So we share back results. We have incentives um, for different activities we do. And we, we put out three to four activities a week. It could be quick polls. It right. could be short surveys, long surveys. We do focus groups. Um, it's a lot of fun and it gives us an amaz amazing insights. And we've got, we've got a lot of members and I think I would, I'd love to have some of your uh, listeners join us. That's great. All right. In a sentence or so, what do you see for the future of active agers, Jeff? I see, well, activate, we're going to become even more active than we are now. Um, but I guess if I, if I go for more a societal look, we're seeing what I, what I think we're seeing is kind of reverse aspiration. And when I talked before about Nike, you know, say, oh, you know, we're going to put younger people in all of our ads, our, all of our marketing as older people aspire to be younger. And, and there are some, of course, who do. But now active agers want to feel good no matter what their age. They want to look as good as they can. They want to feel as good as they can. They, 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 can. they want to be as good as they can. Um, and they're doing all this stuff to make sure that they can do this as long as they can. And what we're seeing now is that you've got younger people. We've seen sort of through research you've done, particularly women in their mid-40s, are looking at their future. And they're making choices now because they've got to decide, if I do the right stuff now, I can be kind of hip and cool and active like those people that I know. Or if I don't take care of myself, my body, my mind, and everything else, I'm going to be like that old man or old woman in the rocking chair. And we're really starting to see 
this this kind of I call it reverse aspiration uh, aspirationism, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. We're seeing more influencers in the space, as an example, and it's just it's okay and it's hip to be older, and I think we're going to see more and more of that. Jeff, this has been delightful and inspirational and informational and fun. Thank you so much for being on this program. Positive Aging with Patricia Raskin is produced by Rhode Island PBS and made possible in part by South Coast Health, Cochlear, Greenwood Credit Union, Bama Companies, and Balancing Life's Issues. For more information, please visit ripbs.org slash positiveaging.